Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be with all of our listeners again today, and we're so thankful to have this opportunity to be with you. We're so thankful that you are there. You're a great encouragement to us. You know, we hear from our listeners on a regular basis in various ways, letting us know that they listen to the program. Many of you, we know, listen every day or close to it. Others listen very frequently, but you don't have the opportunity to listen every day. But you're there on a regular basis nonetheless. And then others are able to listen less frequently because of their busy schedules. And then there are always those new listeners. And we're so thankful for you in an extra special way. Not that you're any more important than all of our regular listeners, but you're there now. And we're thankful that you have tuned in. We pray that as you continue to listen, that you'll quickly come to realize that we do exactly as the name of the program suggests. We search the scriptures of God's Word. We dig deep. We look at God's Word, those teachings, in depth and detail, and yet we try to explain what is taught there in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for our daily lives. We have a purpose. Bottom line, it is, to teach, it is to glorify God by teaching his word accurately and effectively. But also embedded within that basic purpose is to help you get to heaven. The best thing that we can do for you is to teach you God's word because that is the guidebook to heaven itself, to eternal life with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So we want to help you come to understand that God loves you so much that he sent his son into this world in human form to be the perfect sacrifice, having lived a sinless life as a fully human while still fully divine individual, dying on that cross to pay the price as that perfect sinless sacrifice, a one-time-for-all-time sacrifice, to pay the price for the guilt of your sins and my sins and the sins of all mankind for all time. So that as you come to believe in him as God's son and your savior, and you're ready to confess your faith in him and repent of your sins, you can be baptized into him and the blood that he shed on the cross will cleanse you of the guilt of your sins. And you will become a new person spiritually, reborn, made new, forgiven, redeemed, saved, and God will grant you eternal life. This is our prayer for you, and this is why we are here on Search the Scriptures every day, five days a week. Now, encourage your friends to listen to this program. If they can't fit it into their busy schedules, tell them to go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Scroll down the home page to the podcast button, click on that. It'll only take about one minute to sign up for our podcasting. It is free. It always will be free. And then they will receive these programs every day as they are broadcast automatically to their smart device, their smartphone, computer, laptop, pad, tablet, whatever they choose. And they'll also receive a whole lot more teaching materials from God's Word. They'll get all of our sermons, all of our Bible studies, and a great daily, about a 12-minute study each day called Today's Bible Class. And that's seven days a week. 
very relevant to our times. So encourage them. Churchofchrist.com. We are asking, we're actually trying to, to emphatically get across a message to our country, to our community, to our culture, to the world, to all of humanity. It's a desperate message that needs to get across, needs to be heard, needs to be received, needs to be implemented into the lives of every individual. Hear the word of the Lord. And we take this emphatic exhortation from Jeremiah chapter 22 and verse 22. And oh, how it is put forth there. Oh, earth, 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 hear the word of the Lord. That is a message to everybody, everywhere, in every generation, all around the world. We need to hear the word of the Lord. And I have stated that I don't believe there has ever been a time in my lifetime that the world has needed to hear the word of the Lord as much as they need to hear it right now. Because our world is in a sad state, a horrible state of affairs. Our country is in a horrible state of affairs. Our culture is basically in the dumpster right now, from a spiritual perspective at least, because we have gone so far away from the word of the Lord. How sad. I remember listening to a very popular, very well-known gospel preacher, one who I respected very highly when I was still in college in 1975, studying for the ministry. 1975, three quarters of the 20th century, and someone had asked him, and he was sharing this in a chapel service on campus, what do you think has been the most significant, or there was a question along this line, the most significant happening in the first three quarters of the 20th century? And his response was, our culture or our people, our society has gone so far away from the Bible, God's Word. Well, let me tell you, over the following 45 years, because that's where we are now, as I'm broadcasting this particular lesson, we've gone farther and farther away from the Bible, God's Word. We need to come back and hear the word of the Lord. It's not a matter of we can't understand. We choose to not listen as a culture, as a society. Now, I know that there are exceptions. There are a whole lot of people out there who believe in God with all of their heart. There are a whole lot of people out there who attend church services on a regular basis. But I'm talking about we're becoming more and more and, and, and the smaller and smaller minority within our own land. 
when you talk about the rest of the world to a large extent, it's even worse. Even worse. In Deuteronomy chapter 32, Deuteronomy chapter 32, here's the exhortation again. Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak. And hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. And of course, this is God's word speaking. Let my teaching drop as the rain, my speech distill as the dew, as raindrops on the tender herb, and as showers on the grass. Now all of those illustrations, all of those vivid images, what are they supposed to get across to us? Hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. Let my teaching drop as the rain. We need rain, don't we? We need rain to water the ground, to water the plants that we eat, to provide water for us to drink. My speech distill as the dew, as raindrops on the tender herb, as showers on the grass. What would be the face of the earth without water, without the dew, without the raindrops? It would be barren. And so there, the encouragement is, listen to my words. It's like the rain, like the dew, like the raindrops that water the, the ground, that feed the grain and the foods growing in the fields. It's going to help you in your personal life, spiritually. And if it helps you in your spiritual life, it's going to help you in your physical life because you're going to live a better life automatically. In 2 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9 through 12, the Apostle Paul wrote this, The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous, unrighteous deception among those who perish. Now think about that first. The lawless one, he's not talking just about the lawless one from the perspective of somebody who breaks civil law, although that would become a natural development for a person who is spiritually lawless. The lawless one, he's talking about basically, fundamentally, the one who is not following God's law, not following God's teachings, the teachings, the guidance from God's word. That's the lawless one. Now, when somebody stops following the teachings from God's word, he's not very far off then from starting to violate the laws of the land from a civil perspective. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power. You see, the devil's behind all of that with all power, signs, and lying wonders, with all unrighteous deception. The devil does not walk around making himself apparent, wearing a sign around his neck saying, I'm the devil. I'm that roaring lion that the apostle Peter wrote to you about, walking around seeking whom I may devour. I want your soul. I want to lead you into hell for all of eternity. I want to bring you away from God. That's not the way the devil works. He works through 
lying deception, deceiving us to think that wrong is okay. It's not so bad. In fact, it's good. He wants to recondition or to guide us in such a way, to influence us in such a way that our thinking and our conscience becomes reconditioned to accept wrong as being right. And even what he's really got us, that we think right is actually wrong. And we're there in our culture right now to a great extent. With all unrighteous deception among those who perish. Because why? Why does this work in the minds and the hearts of so many people? Because they did not receive the love of the truth that they may be saved. They don't want to hear the truth of God's word. That bothers them. Because so many people realize they're not living by that truth. They're not following God's word. And so they don't want to hear it because that, that disturbs them. It's annoying. It's an inconvenience. It bothers their conscience. So they keep pushing it aside. They don't want to get into it. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to think about it. And gradually their conscience becomes harder and harder and harder. And it becomes less and less affected by the truth of God's word, by godliness. They don't have the feeling anymore that what they're doing is wrong. They think it's okay. In fact, they think it's right. Verse 11 is the most dangerous part. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. And a whole lot of people, they are living in that delusion right now. And they're believing the lie. Remember what we read before in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. The Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. In other words, they don't feel in their conscience any longer. People are following the leading of people who are away from God. In other words, they're spiritually blind and people are following those spiritually blind people who are not living by God's teachings. Now, what did Jesus say about the blind leading the blind? Luke 6 and verse 39, he said they're both going to fall into the ditch. And so when people are following influential leaders who are not following God's word, they're going to go down that same path. But you see, those people they're following are spiritually blind. But the more they follow them, the more spiritually blind they themselves become. And both will fall into the ditch. Ultimately, eternal condemnation. In John chapter 8, John chapter 8 and verse 44, Jesus said this, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. 
When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. When somebody tells you that it is okay, that it is good, that it is normal, that it is godly to live in some kind of lifestyle that contradicts the godly teachings of God's word, they are lying to you. But the lie ultimately is is instigated by the devil himself. He's already got them, and now he's working through them to get you. So don't listen to the lie. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, Paul wrote, Even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Now what is a veil? A covering. We think of women sometimes wearing a veil. Well, it would be a common kind of fashion or covering of their face at a funeral service. We don't see veils as often as used to be the common case in generations gone by, but they're still there on occasion. They're a covering going over the face. You can't see the person as clearly behind the veil, but also the person behind the veil cannot see clearly what's in front of them. And so very illustrative language here. And Paul says, if our gospel is veiled, if it is covered, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Now, it's not that somebody covered the gospel for them, blinded them to the teachings of God's word, they blinded themselves. They put the veil on themselves. Their view is blinded because that's the choice they have made. The very important and blessed message of salvation that could lead them to eternal life in heaven they have closed their eyes to. They have shut their ears to. They have closed their heart to listening to and receiving and applying to their lives. They don't want to see it. They don't want to read it. They don't want to hear it. They have veiled, they have put the veil over their understanding, over their learning themselves. Now, that's instigated by the devil, but he didn't make them do that. They made the choice to turn away from God's word. And by turning away from God's word, to turn away from all the blessings that go with living by God's word. Over and over again, we get this particular statement. Matthew 11 and verse 15. Matthew 13 and verse 9. And verse verse 43 again. Mark 4 and verse 9. And again in verse 23. And again in chapter 7 and verse 16. Luke chapter 8 and verse 8. And again in chapter 14 and verse 35. Now who's speaking in every one of these 
texts of Scripture, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And this is his statement. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Or, a little variation, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. But the basic message is, we need to hear. Everybody needs to hear. What's the basic premise of this study? Oh, earth, 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 hear the word of the Lord. When we read in Revelation chapters 2 and 3, those seven letters to seven different congregations of the Lord's church, and again, it is Jesus himself speaking here. In Revelation 2 and verse 7, in Revelation 2 and verse 11, verse 17, verse 29, in chapter 3 and verse 6, again in verse 13, again in verse 22, to every single one of those seven congregations, the message is the same. Jesus speaking, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. We need to open up our ears to God's Word. We need to open up our conscience to the messages, to the teachings, the righteousness of God's Word. We need to open up our hearts in humbleness to accept those teachings and apply them properly and effectively and consistently to our individual lives because we need to turn around. We, as a culture, as a nation, as a society, as a world, as humanity, we are going down the drain of, spirit, of the depths of spiritual depravity. We are going down the drain toward eternal destruction. And so many of us are so blind spiritually that we don't even see it happening. We need to take the veil off. We need to open our eyes. We need to open our ears and listen. And we need to open our hearts and obey. Let's pray. Father, help us to open our ears, our eyes, our hearts. Help us to humble ourselves and admit our need for your forgiveness and redemption and salvation through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, your Son. Help us to humble ourselves, Father, to come to you, admitting our wrong, repenting of our sins, and throwing ourselves on your mercy and your grace. Please guide us. And as we do this, each one of us, we bring you the glory. Please forgive us, gracious Father, as we pray in Christ's name. Amen.